and welcome back to another episode of And, and on, on That, that Note. <laughs> that was fun. So, yeah. Yeah, we do. And Annette, you were talking about Andy Peters. What were you saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Andy Peters was on Good Morning, Good Morning, Great Pit, the one with Piers Morgan. That one. So, good morning, Britain. Good morning, exactly. Britain. And he was doing some giveaway, cash giveaway. You know, he was presenting, and Piers Morgan was asking him, "Why yeah. do you think there's? Why do you think there's no uh, representation for your community at the Baftas?" And Andy Peters was like, "Let's oh, just yes. get straight to the point. Am I not the only person of color standing here in this studio, this whole studio right now?" And they, he called mm-hmm. them out live, and they actually. Yeah. zoomed out and showed the whole studio and Andy studio. was the only one yeah. he was the only black man there and mm-hmm. he was like the watch, problem watch is it. the people at the top are not hiring people of colour in the industry and yeah. there isn't yeah. enough but, people of colour in the industry mm-hmm. to hire because yeah. people are not hiring but, yeah. so, Annette do, do you know what the most do you know, do you know what the saddest thing about it was do you know what the saddest thing so what? you know Andy Peters made that comment because I saw what you said and Piers Morgan said oh, this morning can you imagine? Piers Morgan actually went on the news this morning and said, until Andy Peters said that, they didn't even notice that there was no other black people notice. there. They didn't even notice. Piers Morgan yeah, said it himself. They did not even notice. I'm surprised Piers actually said and it. And I just thought chest. to myself, and that's what we talk about. There's that privilege. But do you it. know who always notices when they're the only black people in the room? Yes. Black people. No, when they're the only white. Okay, yes, only exactly. White that's what I'm yeah. saying. We're the only ones that notice when we're, yeah. the o- when we're the token person. How many times have you gone to work and you literally go into a meeting or whatever yeah. it is and you look around it's and you're so like, Frick, I'm the only black person here. Yeah. We notice. It's yeah. you that has the privilege because yeah. you don't have to notice. You don't have we to notice. Care. You don't yeah. have to wonder. Yeah. It's us that have to wonder. And do you know one thing someone said, mm-hmm. and we can all relate to this, but it was just a flyaway comment on the internet, but it was so, it was just that kind of little thing that lets us know. It was like, oh, being black is when you have to um, check if you a country's do. racist yep. before you got there. I was just like... And you know yep. why that's crazy? Because I do that several times. Like, literally, but there's certain places we won't go to because to of racism. It's normal to us. Do you know what? It's I've normal. never yeah. actually mm-hmm. done that. I'll be honest no, with you. No, I've I, never Before I take my flights, guys, I literally Google... How no, mm-mm, mm-mm. I, there's I certain to. places I just can't go to. Do you do I that? Don't. I've never I don't done know. it before. You'll have to enlighten me because I don't know about it. I've never done it. And I that think before. sometimes it maybe it oh, depends how safe is this so and so country for black people. No, I have I, to it, check it. it. Are people getting kidnapped? I think, I think what happens is sometimes it, you experience something which shapes your um your your actions moving your, forward. So I never forget yeah. when I went to Spain, for example. I've been to Spain. I was going to say the that. First I don't time like Spain. I went to Spain. Mm. The first time I went to Spain, the stairs. I've never been stared at like that in my whole life. And then it's I think crazy because Spain has English really? people living there. It's wild. But it's not about English people. It's, not, it's about mean? black but I've people. Never, I've never actually like experienced like anything in Spain. Oh, so I've experienced. I've experienced a lot of racism in Spain. And I remember that. I've had, definitely like, experienced. In your field, though, as well, George. Yours is also different in your case. No, I was on holiday. This, oh, this was it? way was before. I, oh, I was gosh. in uni. This I was in yeah, uni, yeah. and this was way before I've experienced racism. Sorry, Daphne. Sorry. Really? It's, it's okay. It was. It's the sim- a similar story, to be honest with you, George. I was in uni, went there with my friends, and literally the stairs. And I'll never forget. It was the centre of Barcelona, and I think on um, the one of the theatre things, it was a massive Gollywog face, and it was oh, just like my I was literally like, oh, is that how they are like here? 
And then I guess several years later, I did go with work. And again, in my work spaces, more often than not, I am one of the few black people. Few. And I remember mm-hmm. walking out of the big hall because yeah. it was for a conference and you can see people literally looking like, what the hell is she doing here? Because they don't understand. Because it, unfortunately, in a lot of those other yeah. countries, black people are not well-dressed. They're usually immigrants from Africa. So they're looking On at the it because they can't understand yeah. why yeah. you're in no. this space. Or, or, yeah. or, or do you know what they are? They are prostitutes. The black yeah. people are prostitutes. Oh there. my goodness. Yeah. That's the first. Yeah. Do you know what? When we went to Paris um, to record the podcast, was it last year? Last year. That was the first time I'd actually been mm-hmm. exposed to that kind of environment. Because, you know, we went out, we had a table, we had a turn up, we mm. were like, da la la. And I was like, why is everyone like looking at us like that? kind of thing it's so interesting like, you say that because i didn't know they've never seen i noticed yeah I yeah george was enlightening me black so people who like, look never good seen black people who yeah. look they, good they, who they the females look out, out, like a sugar daddy on the table remember we were sat next to a girl with her sugar yeah. daddy yeah so they're just thinking they're like i've no. never seen this before and I but not even like, just that guys you, you you know the kind of black people that they see that they see the black people that have definitely had that literally like the runaway people who are running away yeah. who are refugees basically yeah that's who they're used to so they're, they're looking at yeah. those dusty black people that they see that, that obviously have come from a hard life and they're trying to find refuge in their country so when they mm-hmm. see black people that are looking good or looking well remember how when we were in paris when that woman when she first saw us and she was like oh hello blah 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 the when clerk. she saw us come back again remember yes, yes remember the receptionist, the one, yeah. when oh, she was, receptionist. Remember, remember oh my goodness yes why? remember when we first oh, got to the hotel yeah. No, but when but when we first got to the hotel, she kind of looked at us like, "Hello, blah blah blah." Remember, we wasn't dressed or anything, anything like that. Yeah. When we were when we walked out, oh. remember we went upstairs, we, we got, got ready, changed. we'd done our we hair, came we came back downstairs. She was like, "Oh my god, you look so beautiful! You look so good!" Yeah. We're all like, "Idiot thing." So <laughs> did you not see us before? No, Conk your head. Did you see us before? <laughs> And you know, it was like, do, do you know what I mean? But do you know what I mean? But that that, that was straight in our like, face wow. racism. Yeah, yeah. That that was straight. That was straight up racism. That was straight up racism because she couldn't comprehend in, in her mind. When she saw us, she was kind of thinking, ew, who are these black girls? What are yeah. these black girls doing? Rolling up to my In hotel. this hotel, they must be lost. Yeah. And then when she saw yeah. us coming out, she was kind of like, oh, wow. It, yeah. You know, she, she, was, she was on that kind of flex. And that's how, it's, that's how it always is. And that's it's just so like sad going to Spain. So I don't personally like going people. to Spain. I've never been to Spain. Mm. You've never been to Spain? Yeah. No. But I think most black people that have experienced spirit, um, a racism in a European country, like bad, they are, it is from Spain. Spain is Yeah, quite, I, I hear a lot of stories Spain. Spain. I'm shocked about Barcelona, Italy. though, that being a city. I'm very shocked. And, and wow. like I said, it's, it's similar to the UK, that it's not overt. No one's calling me names. No mm-hmm. one's being violent towards me. No mm-hmm. one's um, telling me I can't come into this shop or that. It's not that. It's just people yeah. are staring at you. you see and I yeah. think sometimes people forget that just because no one's being violent towards me or harming me physically, it, mm. it's, there, there is a It doesn't mean that like, it's not affecting me it, mentally. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it affects yeah. you when people are literally staring at you. Like, why are you staring at me? Have I got yeah. like three heads? Like, what is different about me? The mm-hmm. only thing that is different about me compared to of any of these skin. people is the color of my skin. And it's one of those things where that, the staring that you're doing is all your judgment coming to you yeah everything that you think about me is coming to you and you're just looking at me because you can't comprehend yeah. why i don't fit in this judgment that you've made of a black yeah. person and that is mm-hmm. so painful because i'm literally yeah. in the same space as you and i'm not thinking anything negative towards you 
Like, I'm not, my mind's not rushing with a hundred and one things about this is a white person and the white people are the slave. And then, like, I'm not thinking mm. that. So, why are do you, you... Do, you, do you know what the most ironic thing is out mm. of all of this is that I was listening to something earlier on today and, and somebody said that, oh, but white people experience racism. Where, please? I can, one thing I can say, one thing I can say is that every single person will experience some type of prejudice or like maybe discrimination in one way or another. But when it comes to racism, how can white people say that they are, they experience racism? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not, it's not possible. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not possible at all. But when, but for the fact that somebody could make that comment as their comeback to be like, oh, but white people experience racism as well. Like, um, it's not only, it's not only a black thing. How? Where? When? I don't think when? necessarily when? the right Because answer. as far as I'm concerned, you guys are always at the top. I don't, think that, it's, I don't think that it's necessarily the right answer now for, for like, this movement. Like, it's not the great, it's not an answer to come back and be like, oh, exactly. Black Lives Matter. With oh, them saying all lives matter, yeah. yeah. No. But I am no. going to say that it's true that white people have experience racism in a certain in a certain place like i know for me in zambia there are white people that experience racism only because it's just like they're white and they're in i'm sorry but the petty me is thinking so freaking what and i'm saying that because and also in south africa one of my good friends she's south african she's white can you give us an example can you give us an example um can you give us an example? Because, I, I mean, I want to make sure I understand what you're saying before I kind of say no. Like, what are you, when you say they experience racism, can you give us an example of what they so describe as racism? In mm. my language, they would refer to them as a certain word, or I say they, my people, black people, mm. my Zambian people would refer to mm. them in a certain word. Or I know that in South Africa, my friend she's south african she used to live here but she's gone back now my friend has like issues getting into certain restaurants or things like is she white areas. south african or black south african she's white south african okay her parents were her parents were are from south africa they were born there mm. she was also mm-hmm. born there so mm-hmm. they thought okay let's are these, here, so when you say certain ra- restaurants so are these i'm black saying restaurants? in a certain place in some places in the world it is flipped on its it's flipped on its head like it just okay is. can i just can i just make a comment i, I feel like that's fine if yeah. that's what those people have experienced you know they've got their experiences but i think you know one thing people forget about racism that racism cannot exist without power and i think whilst there's dictionary definitions of racism i think most people who are learned and really try and understand prejudices and specifically racism mm-hmm. understand that racism is um, um a power a power construct so racism mm-hmm. cannot exist without the um the evoking of someone's power over somebody else. So the reason why racism exists in a lot of Western countries is because the people at the top are able to oppress the people at the bottom who happen to not be the same race. So there's there's an oppression element to racism because of power, right? Mm. So in, in its isolation, calling someone a name is not just is not racism. It's then saying they're called that name, and then you discriminating and oppressing them because of that. So that whole thing, yes, is racism. That's why so, I said it's prejudice yeah. and discrimination. So I, I, that particular person that spoke about, oh, they've called me a name. They've not experienced racism. We could yeah. I no, could no, call no, you a name right now. The, no, not, no, no. I just, I, I'm said. just saying. I'm saying. No, that but that's what you that's said. One, so I'm just I'm saying that's one of the examples. Yeah, but I, like, and I want to say that that particular example. 
constantly no that particular that example about the name calling i just wanted to clarify that somebody calling you a name is not racist it's the other stuff that they can do that goes along with it so yeah. when you said that person well, who can't go into certain spaces because they're black spaces and they've been told that you can't come here blah 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 fine that may be the case but i think it's not fair for them to kind of say i've been racist because we can't look at racism in places like south africa and south african africa south african countries without talking about the segregation that happened the apartheid, in countries yeah. and the apartheid. Yeah. so about. at the end it's of the day a lot of the of time that. that is in response to a lot of the issues and we know that a lot of those countries the, yeah. um, they, they have knock-on issues such as xenophobia because of yeah. the issues that they've had over the last 20 30 40 years so yes, yeah. i appreciate that those people are having that experience let's not pretend that it's come from nowhere and they're just experiencing yeah. it it's oh, not no, no, from no. nowhere those people not. have literally those people that i'm sure have probably experienced racism on a daily basis by themselves at the hands of white people so they are just saying do you know what what you've done to me is what i'll do to you and that is actually fear um, um and and what a lot of white people fear that black people are going to do to them and a lot of the time what you'll find is that when they talk about their experience they exaggerate them not saying yeah. not no, saying that these individuals that are exaggerating exactly. but i no. just feel like there's often that kind of thing is like oh but i experience racism just like you do and it's like mm, let's not compare because yeah. Yeah. Know, it's definitely on a larger experience. scale for I've black people had, i've never had that experience or had any of these people say to me i've you know, it's been parallel to what you've been through. But mm. I am saying that they have acknowledged it for them as it being racism. Um, it's not, I don't know every single account they've had. I don't know how tough their lives mm. have been. All I know is I know these people, I know that they're of a different color of me to me and they, mm. they have and are entitled to their own experiences. But that's what, that's all I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, but and I can't I think, like I think not acknowledge countries... that all those things. Yeah, but I think in those countries, what a lot of people have experienced is xenophobia. Because when you go to South Africa, Nigerians are even treated differently. And yeah. that's not racism. It's xenophobia. Yeah. And I think it xenophobia. happens that these people are white, but what they're actually experiencing is xenophobia. Because what a lot of the African, South Africans have is that kind of deep resentment because they've not been able to move forward in their own countries. And they're seeing people of different backgrounds yeah. um, from different countries Making come in progress. and be successful. So it's yeah. that kind of resentment which we're seeing as displayed as xenophobia. I don't think actually a lot of the time it's racism it's the fact that you're different and you're not south african and actually mm. you're getting further in south africa and as than me as a then south we, african yeah. so mm -hmm. i think we're obviously like you said then you, you i don't know every account we can't yeah. know every account but i think with those particular instances you can't it's too surface for us to make a conclusion and yeah. accept that you have to go a bit deeper i think yeah yeah it's it's a lot i just don't know how we can still be having this conversation so many years into everything and my own my real concern is for our generation the ones below and the ones to come after them because uh -huh. i don't want them to have to grow up and meet this crap anymore mm -hmm. like yeah but at the same time it's, it's not true. like it's, a, it's not like it's a hopeless you know um it's not like there's no solution or there's there's not a way we can work towards it or there's not a way we can have more conversations or educate more or do more but it's just like it's enough. Like, I think like, I the people sister, at the what top change. Said, like, yeah, not even just that. I think black people something. need to go into the police. Black people need to go into all these different, like all these different people that are 
forcing racism amongst us we need to be amongst them too we need to fight our way and push ourselves to the top otherwise nothing's going to happen obviously i know it's harder than just saying it because they don't make it easy for us to get to the top but until then i saw a video yesterday on instagram of a white policeman pushing or attacking one of the protesters in the crowd a black protester and a black policewoman literally grabbed him and started telling him about himself and that's what we need if there's no one amongst them to tell them what's right and what's wrong they're going to continue stepping all over us they're going to continue lynching us and doing whatever it is that they think is normal to get rid of us Mm. like i actually think we need to be amongst them to show them obviously they know right from what wrong from right and right from wrong but what, what are we that, actually going to do? And I think that's part of the challenge, Danielle. If they know, don't why do I have to tell you? Yeah. Why do no, I have yeah. know? Yeah. He knew what he mm. did in that no, moment. I think they know. In that I moment, when he know. pushed that protester over, he did yeah. it firstly out of anger. And that's the problem with a lot of um, And because of white they just have the authority and the power. Have, yeah. yeah. But he it. did it out of anger. And we spoke about this in one of our episodes around like even just rearing children. And we spoke about you don't discipline out of anger. And I think a lot of the time is or anger or fear. Remember yeah, we spoke yeah. about that. And I, a, lot and I think it comes down to that quite often. a lot of the policing in America comes out of fear. Oh my gosh, yeah. I will do you before you do me. They, yeah. That's that whole thing. And somebody actually yeah. made a very good point. Sorry, my hair is like That's the reason why they end up shooting before. Yeah. Yeah. They think yeah. they, they that's, shoot that's, before that's they That's why they end up shooting before questions. anything. Because before, before you even can even put your hand up to be like, oh, look, I'm, unhar- I'm, I'm unharmed, unarmed. unarmed. Yeah. All they will do is then say, oh, he was going to shoot me. And then they shoot. Yeah. And then after yeah. they go and check, they're just like, actually, he didn't have anything on him. Yeah. But um, just kind of, again, on that note as to what we were saying, I don't necessarily want to move it away from yeah. what we're currently talking about, but just kind of mm. progressing the conversation a little bit further. So you know how we obviously done the whole black, um, you know, the blackout Tuesday, etc. You know, um, we can't be muted and all of that just today. And mm. it was extremely important. Don't get me wrong. There was something that the whole point of this whole blackout Tuesday was that how like the black people weren't going to necessarily like spend any money or like um, or we were going to support each other. Like that there was a, there was an actual cause behind mm. why we actually had to do that. But my, my thought process around it was that, yes, whilst it was a good, um, you know, a good movement and I participated in the movement myself, but I just thought how many black people actually then end up going to support other black people? How many other black people end up buying from black businesses and all of this stuff? Because it's okay for us to do it. It's okay for us to do it. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know whether it's we're in competition with ourselves. I don't even know if that's the case, but I almost think to myself, so, okay, after today, we've all done Black Tuesday, we're supporting black people, we're all together, we're all this, we're all that, then what? Because yeah, at exactly the end of the day, we next. still won't follow each other. You still, so yeah. we, we can't even follow each other because our pride will not like allow anything. us to follow each other, even on Instagram. <laughs> we can't like something. We won't buy each other's products. We'd rather buy a pretty little no. thing. We'll rather buy yeah. House of CB. We'll rather yeah. buy all of these exactly. other things, all of these other things, but we won't give back into, let's say, our own That's businesses. Amazing. But for yeah. one day, one day, we, we were like, um, not, we, not everyone, don't get me wrong. Mm. So I'm not just saying about hair and makeup and beauty stuff because people mm. always buy into all oh, black people that are, you're not going to necessarily buy your weave and whatnot from necessarily like a white retailer you're most Mm. you're most likely if you're black going to go to another black person to buy your hair or do makeup and stuff like that Mm. but I was thinking about products more so than ever like okay fine 
how many of us actually do go out and actually support other black businesses? How many of us are actually united in that way ourselves? I don't feel like we should just unite because, you know, someone's died or, you know, yeah. or, or something, something dramatic like this has had to happen. I, I really, I wish it wasn't under these circumstances and we could yeah. just be all supportive in general. Um, yeah, yeah it, it was just the observation that I thought of today at some point and I just thought, you know, who knows? Maybe things well, this might, might change. be the beginning of it. This might be the start of it. Who knows? Because I feel like now more than ever, a lot of people are trying to take a stand and put their foot down for what's right. So let, let's just hope and pray that it isn't just for one day. Mm, so. I kind of just feel like um, I think there's an element of people asking themselves, "What do you want?" and as in as a community, "What do we want?" Mm. But also individually, "What." do you want and what makes a difference to you? Because I think mm-hmm. we, even the four of us here, have a diff- may potentially have different perspective around what good looks like and what yeah. progress looks like and what the first step looks like. So I feel like, you know, we can only do what we can do in terms of what resonates with us um, personally, the same way we would do in any other space. So you're right, you know, there will be some people that literally after this, they'll go and start clicking, clicking on all these household CB, blah, 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 and they'll carry on and they'll just do whatever they want to do. And mm. that being said, but I think that's not so much the issue. I think with those brands and those retailers and those spaces, I think it's less so about, oh, it's black owned or it's white owned, but it's the fact that you, we're not in your space. So you don't hire us. You don't advocate yeah. for us. You don't support us. You're not diverse in any way. So I think yeah. I'm not suddenly going to be like, oh, if it's not a black owned business, it's a no. But it's kind of be like, what are their, what are their um, principles? No, How do they about. act? What do they? I'm, what I'm do, not saying yeah. that whatsoever. That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. Like, I get what you're saying. But I was just saying from the perspective of like, like we're doing this whole okay like today has been like absolutely amazing the way how everyone has jumped on board to this whole blackout tuesday thing like i didn't realize that everybody like literally my my timeline was black and and to be fair to be fair the the, the people i saw literally one person actually post a picture of themselves today and i was kind of like "Mm, i I see you you are you are (laughs) you are part of the problem (laughs) so i didn't even say anything but anyway i was just like anyway but um (laughs) it just made me think to myself like you know what like we could actually make a proper movement out of it but it doesn't why does it need to be at at, for such a course for such a bad thing like why did it have to to be a negative situation like why that yeah why does something why does somebody have to die in order for us like i feel like collectively black people around the world obviously not every black people but it's kind of like collectively black people around the world today were like united than what I've probably ever seen before. Like maybe yes, yeah. on the gram, it's more it's more high profile because it's on social media and it's visible to us. I'm not saying that people haven't gone out and met collectively together, like mm. in person, but on the gram from this instance, I was kind of like, wow, this was this um you know this event or this um this protest or this silent protest was put out in a space of what how many days or how many hours and it's made yeah. this much momentum around the world like it's literally shut down yeah. the internet to some degree and I was kind of like imagine if we just had that passion for not I'm not saying that you have to be like being 
pro-black doesn't mean you have to agree with everything that black people do mm -hmm. but i just mm -hmm. thought imagine if we had that much passion just in general for things to do with black people in terms of elevating mm -hmm. black people instead of propelling black people and making us higher and better and whatnot why does it have to be this kind of situation where we were so united um and we had like one voice and we were in unity and all of that stuff that's what i didn't that was the only thing that i thought was a bit sad about the whole thing um yeah. But again, maybe maybe I looked at it from a negative perspective um, as much as I tried to look at the positives as well. I don't know. Maybe I was just looking at it from a negative perspective. Mm. Oh, I don't think you've been doing, no, like, looking think... at it from a negative perspective at all. I think, I guess what I was trying to get at is like, we are all accountable to ourselves. We're also yeah. accountable to um, our, you know, our, our circle. Um, so like, you know, um, we we are in to some degree in control of the events we go to the events and spaces we create um yeah. the places we pat patronize and so you're right it, why does it have to be this one thing that has happened before we kind of take action and do something like this but mm. you know you know i'm always in conversation with people around what can we what more can we do what more can i individually do you know what i mean and i think we all have different things that we individually do to make sure mm. we have conversations we create spaces we bring up topics you know we do things yeah. and it's not everything that's going to be on social media but i think mm. as long as we are doing things and i think past this um current um series of events such as you know the black blackout tuesday and the protests and stuff that happened you know we sh we owe it to ourselves to kind of be like don't let this die don't let this yeah. um, be the end of the conversation. What Keep next are we doing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another blackout in, are we, what are we going to remember? Like, because that will kind of, like you say, Georgina, show that authenticity and that movement around, are people really going to change? Are people really about this life? Or was it just for that day because someone passed that's away and it was just like, oh, that's, that's what we did that day and it's never thought of again. So I literally spoke to one of my friends today, a guy, he's a guy, black guy, and he just moved to America. Um, not long ago um indefinitely like he, he's just moved there but um he was talking to me today about like how do we move for not how do we move forward but after my page is black today what am i doing tomorrow he literally asked me that question and mm. i was just like but it's true i don't know That's he, what I was said thinking. To me, he said to me because what am i going to do like go back to listening to music about bitches, gangs and hoes and like, <laughs> like what am I you know, he was just like, I'm a solution based person. Right. And I know that it's not enough to just say, okay, it's done now. Let's move forward. I, something has to be done. So he was like, you know, maybe I can start mentoring people. Maybe I can start, you know, educating more people or doing speeches or something like there's something that I can do for, I'm from the UK. Things are done differently there. I get it. But there's something that I've learned there that I can bring here and I can make a change. And um, I was just like, dude, I don't know. You're asking the right questions. You're answering the right, the, your own questions. You're on the right war yeah. path. So I guess the only thing you can do is try because yeah. hey, it was there's like, no right, it wasn't right working answer. because we're still here. So it, it hasn't been working what, what we've been trying to do or what people have been trying to do before all those years before because it's still here something is we're missing something so you just have to try like you just have to try i don't i wouldn't say it's not working i think sometimes people look at like a problem and if that problem isn't solved like as in racism is completely eradicated that means oh what we're doing is not working like there's plenty of people that have been doing stuff for years there's plenty of people that have been doing things for just a small amount of time and they are making headway in their own 
you know arenas and oh, spaces yeah. so I think I think you know like it's a journey and it will be an ongoing journey because you know we know that there's a, the same way it didn't take um a couple of days or a week or so for racism to come it's not going to take a week for recent mm. racism to go away like it's going to no, be something that we have to kind of make sure we're constantly constantly speaking up about but like I think to you I think your point earlier um and I'm not sure who made it but it's like um I'm, I'm in a primarily white space at work. And, you know, it's mm. kind of like, how do you have that conversation? How do you facilitate? So I think we are all thinking of ways to make sure that we, we hold our counterparts and our groups and brands and whoever is accountable. But it's not just easy as kind of saying, I'm just mm. going to go in there, all guns blazing and be like, well, you got, you know, it's, it's like everyone's, I think, thinking about, okay, how do I approach this? Like, what is the way? But I think that in mm. the desire is there, the intention is there. And like yeah. I said, just by keeping ourselves accountable. So I can literally tell you girls and say, guys, I really want to do X, Y, Z. So now I've told you, you can be account- I can Don't be accountable, accountable, accountable to you and be like, Daphne, have you done that thing you said you're going to do? Like, do you know what I mean? As opposed mm-hmm. to me just being like, well, yeah. But what happens when what happens when people change their minds? Like, what happens when they back out, or what happens when they're questioned too much and they're just like, okay, I forfeit. Like, what happens? What do we do? Do you uh, do you still continue to pull them up, or do you just be like, okay, well, it's a lost cause on one people. On your what do you mean? Sorry, like when like if, if someone says if, say, if are... someone says they're gonna do something. So like for me, for instance, yeah, like I know a lot of people that have been like over the years and even before before I, I even before I had like proper product to say well, would be like oh, okay I love this piece I'm gonna buy it as soon as you make it again like I'm gonna buy it I'm gonna get my size this that and the other nothing they know what's happening they know I have an online store they know what's going on but I mean if they're, they if they're not have a buying the product or they're but still not. supporting you in other ways then no they're not Okay, yeah. <laughs> There's no Sorry, I'm in. For me, it's a, it's like if you say you're going to do something, you have someone to hold you accountable. People can change okay, their yeah. mind. Within mm. all rights to change your mind, it's your prerogative. Mm. But I'm just saying, what do you do then? Do you still look at them with the same integrity and be like, oh. No, because we just had that conversation I think, I around. I think at the end of the day. Go on then, go on, George. Oh no, sorry. Um, I was just going to say um, that if that's the case, if it's if it's like for a, from a business perspective, and someone said that oh, I'm going to buy your products and etc. And th- and they don't. I think at the end of the day, like just don't place any expectations in anyone. No, I think I think I, th- I think from and then from when if you don't have any expectations from people, um, then then you've you've got no need to almost be offended by what yeah. they do or what they don't do, do. into some degree because it's kind of like okay it is what it is and as Daphne said at the beginning people are fickle people are yeah. fickle they'll say one thing and they will do the complete opposite they will do the complete opposite and act like they had no recollection of the conversation and to some degree even yeah. us as individuals we've all got an element of fickleness within us every every single one of us so so if any of us was to turn around and say that oh but somebody said this to me I've probably done the same to someone as well. And likewise, someone's probably done the same to me. So in that instance, I wouldn't necessarily look at it as, okay, um, like, do I look at them in any kind of way or do I not look at them in a dignified way? I just kind of think people are people at the end of the day. But yeah. people, like, that's it. That's how I kind of look at it. Um, and once yeah. I've got no expectations from you, you can't disappoint me because 
I've, I've, I've made up in my mind that you can, you can possibly um, disappoint me. And it's not yeah. because you, you yeah. mean to disappoint me or you're being unkind or you want to be malicious about it. It's just how people are. Yeah. it's just so how it's people like what are. that's how i look at it earlier like we have to put ourselves in a position where we are in those spaces at the top where we are in those powerful places and we have to really push ourselves to be in those positions to be able to affect that change constantly and to be on top of it and to be to you know keep people accountable for their actions partly partly yeah. because we all know that you know there are black people in the top of some organizations that don't do none so i don't yeah. think it's just <laughs> the bounties into the space <laughs> and just um being there to be there you have to you have to be able to put you have to want to make a change because, yeah and you have to also yeah. be able to put yourself on the line yeah. Making change is be prepared easy. to risk it all basically yeah like yeah. it's yeah. not easy i think and yeah. you know the, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we all are in decent spaces. We know people that are in decent spaces and in their successful in their jobs and stuff like that. And a lot of the time, you know, it, you, you tread lightly, not because of the fact that you're like yeah. up to talk, speak up or whatever, but it's kind of like, again, like I was saying, you, you potentially jeopardize Do you know how long it took me to get to this position? Yeah, yeah, you're not like, oh, shall I jeopardize my standing in this space now by mm. saying or doing the wrong thing? Because what you're not actually thinking is not that I don't want to speak, but how do I say this? And a lot yeah. of the time, at least from me, my perspective anyway, a lot of the time when you want to call out any injustice or prejudice or discrimination, um, you have to have proof. Yeah. You can't just go in and be like, well, I'm telling HR, HR is going to look at you and be like, can you give us some clear out and out Show examples of where mm. this has happened and occurred? Mm. And you can't mm. just be like, someone said this to me. And so a lot yeah. of the time it's not, it's, it's like that kind of strategic kind of, how do you show this? And that's why a lot of the time when people go in with discrimination suits, they lose. Yeah. Because they don't, like, have, the they don't have the factual proof. So I feel mm. like actually what we need to do is make sure that we're educating ourselves. We're showing people, here's the tools to be able to have those conversations. This is how you bring up something like this. This is how you gather evidence. This is how you make a case, blah, blah, blah. Because I think sometimes people just be like, you need to stand up for yourself. And it's just like, okay. But, but you need to know it. how to stand yeah. up for yourself. You just need to be able to know how to communicate. Because I think a lot, sometimes as well, part of the challenge is that ability to have that conversation in a real meaningful way is lacking. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I'm just like unfollow, unfollow, blocker, blocker, blocker. That's what I did. <laughs> blocker, blocker, blocker. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> there's no need to have a conversation. It's just block. It? It's just like unfollow. <laughs> it was definitely powerful. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, I mean, it's always a nice moment to be black. Don't get me wrong, but I think today felt extra special. Yeah. I, I I almost feel like I could I kind of understand to some degree like when Martin Luther King and them guys took that long you know when they took that walk mm -hmm. um, that is so famous I almost felt like it was something like that like it was just like a worldwide thing well, I don't yeah. know if it was a worldwide thing it's beautiful thing, to see yeah. everyone being it was united definitely the UK and America and Africa mm. I don't know if it was necessarily a worldwide thing but America yeah. and UK definitely stood up. Mm. um in this whole situation and remember guys i think we've said this before the uk the population is not that big mm. so again yeah, you, you almost think to yourself like okay so how much of an impact are we really going to make you know mm. when when you see these petitions and all the you, you know when i don't know if you guys are signed up to like these change org things where they say yeah oh we just need two hundred thousand more petitions to do this signatures. and to do that yeah yeah, yeah. these six signatures there's sometimes there's some there's some petitions that you see and you're like oh right they got to a million quick what time boy yeah. and then there's others you see and you're like ah, ah, 
Why is it taking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, still so there. We are we only on five thousand. Like yeah. this has been circulating for yeah. ten months, bro. How how are we still only in this position? And then it just makes you think to yourself, like, <laughs> like then how much more are we doing? Do you know? Mm. Like mm. just just us, especially like um, mm. yeah. It just yeah. I just I just I was just thinking of a lot of things actually during the course of yeah. today. I signed the petition, mm. but I, I didn't share it. I don't even know why I didn't share it. I literally signed it and then I locked my phone. So I don't even know. Why didn't I even share it? Maybe I'll share it later. But yeah, it's things like that. What was I the petition about? The George Floyd um, fund about the release of the, peti- the, the protesters. Oh, okay. Mm. So, yeah. It was for that. But at I'm this point, George, George Floyd in in the UK. Who? We, well, well, they've got the protesting on. Around. Is it? There's one they on the one second. On like they've got one sick. every day this week. They had one in at Parliament. Yeah, they yeah. had one at Parliament. They had one in Peckham. They're going to have one in Hyde Park. There's quite a few that they've got going on. I won't be joining. No. But my thing, my I thing is the thing. I'm just like yeah, and then you sit your ass down on that wall. Exactly. I think I think you know I think (laughs) I think I think it's good how you know like how we're all standing to do the protest and everything like that um like don't get me wrong I'm all down for like you know you know standing up for ourselves and whatnot Mm. but I still feel like you know the George Floyd situation was obviously something that happened in America and yes it is a worldwide you know issue it is a worldwide problem but mm. i also think there are still there are still enough issues and there's enough problems in the uk oh. that's happening in yeah. our city that we have oh, not decided oh, to go yeah. and march and protest for and mm. i almost think to myself why have we not, why has it taken america to make a movement i think mm. the last time i can say that we properly really stood for something was during the mark duggan case mm. and let's mm. be honest mark duggan was a criminal like that's that that was that was the honest truth of it all do you understand but someone like let's say if we went to go march for that belly majinga woman who was spat on and mm. and she was and she died from corona why are we mm. not marching for those kinds of things why are we not protesting for those kinds of things because at the end I of the day they came to a verdict they came to a verdict yeah, but that's only now coming to the forefront because only recently they've come to the verdict that transport um, for London I think, said I think there was no COVID yeah that it wasn't linked yeah it wasn't yeah. linked to it even though the person had said that they had COVID that they Apparently had Corona did, blah 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 and mm. and they and they're saying that she died know. from underlying like health issues or some that they're saying something like that you and know that's so the scary I almost think about myself, it, like, it like, just we've got enough that... issues go on George. Maybe it's because oh, no, no, we're too no. used I was, to it. We're like uh, not. No, I was, I, was, I was just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, but I was just thinking that now. we've got enough issues in the UK that we should also be marching for. What about all those young children that were dying every single month last year? They, they were giving us an account. The latest news yeah, of the young 16-year-old black boy. Yeah. The youngest yeah. news of this, of this, of that, of that. But how, how, how was it reported for us? How did we receive it in this news? It was black on black crime. We didn't look at it as anything to do with injustice or anything like that. And maybe it yeah. wasn't always injustice, but there, mo- there would have been aspects and some elements where there was injustice as well. But, you know, hey-ho, you live and you learn it. I don't know. I don't know because I was speaking to another guy friend of mine who also was saying the same. He was saying something similar. He was just saying to me, a big problem for him, especially as a man, is that they don't know, they don't necessarily know how to treat his community, like our community, because we don't treat ourselves that well anyway. 
look at all those kids that were killing themselves. They're saying that it was all black on black crime and, you know, it's to do with drugs and this and that. And they're not treating themselves well. So they don't know how to, how to treat them anyway. They're just going to be treating themselves that way. How else are they going to know any different? I think one narrative that I think um, frustrates a lot of people is the fact that when there's crime in our community, it's seen as black and on black on black crime. But like to Georgina's point, we represent, I think, is it less than a very small percentage of people in the the UK. So actually, if you look at the majority of crime, it's technically white on white crime. Mm -hmm. But nobody nobody, um, reports that crime. We don't describe it as white on white crime. crime. Mm. So I think what the... We don't describe it as that. is, Is that when there's an issue... Um, um, in our community and when there's crime in our community they say oh but they look how they treat themselves and that's a narrative that is portrayed by the media and I think we have a responsibility as black people to make sure that we don't describe that for ourselves yes we have issues in our community yes there are issues in all communities there are issues in white communities Asian communities there's all communities but that that narrative around oh but look how they treat themselves is just another excuse for them to treat us um, negatively and, um, Mm -hmm. and continue that systematic racism mm-hmm. and I think we have a responsibility to make sure that we control the narrative around our community and make sure that just because the media is saying oh this boy was stabbed and this that 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 we say yes there's an issue there but that is not an excuse for you to then to say oh therefore you're not going to investigate therefore you're not going to take it seriously therefore you're not going to police the streets properly that you know yeah. that's not an excuse mm-hmm. that's not an excuse and you have to treat us um, with respect, not because we treat ourselves any particular way or not any particular way, but because we're human beings and yeah. we deserve to be treated with respect. You can't tell me that because I'm black and the black, um, the black, the crime in the black community is at a certain percentage that therefore I'm now, got, um, I'm now, what's it, deserving of discrimination. That mm. does not equate. I don't commit crime. Mm. So you can't tell me that you, you equate that to, oh, but your community do this. So therefore, I, I don't know how to treat you. How dare you? I don't yeah. say, oh, let me go and look at the stats in the Asian community. And therefore, let me go and treat them a certain way. Because actually, mm-hmm. I've seen that they don't even do this or they do not even the crimes they commit, but the way they live. You know, we all hear rumors and um, um, stereotypes of various um, races and ethnicities. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But I can't now use that as an excuse for Allah, but look how they live, look how they do this, look how they do that, and therefore yeah. I don't respect them. It's not an excuse. And I think that mm. is something that we need mm. to make sure that whatever we've been taught in the black community, we undo that thinking yeah. and we that's, undo that's that it, mind Daphne. frame undo that we have. It. We have to say to ourselves, Mm-mm-mm-mm. just because mm-hmm. this is what I've been fed in my 30-something years, let me undo that and actually look at yeah. the real issue here. here. The real issue is that those people that are potentially committing those crimes in those areas where, they're, um, where black people live, you have to remember, I always say this, look at the roots. Look at the yeah. roots. Well, at the end of the day, if you're looking at estates, ask yourself, why do they send um, um, all these um, underfunded communities to certain estates? Why do they put us in those areas? Yeah. Why do they, why do they um, say, oh, um, oh this all connected? No, yeah. Stephanie, you're so right. And oh, like, especially with me, that. you know, like with the whole Grenfell thing as well and like working for them and everything, I just look at it and I think, you people are really disgusting. Like they literally just put you all there in a high type. Like I honestly feel like, the amount of people that died, I don't want to use the word intentional, but they just thought, you know what, it is what it is. Like, we'll, mm. we'll save the statistic to make it look fine. Like, and we tried thing. to do something. You, yeah. We, yeah. Like, like Renfrew has happened. This is Kensington. Isn't it like Rich three years Borough, Like, 
yeah going to the fourth this is the th- fourth year yeah yeah, the yeah. anniversary in is next, month. Month? Next, next month crazy. next month yeah That's yeah crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. was it in july or was it in june it july. was june no july july yeah july and like i think like isn't kensington and chelsea the queen's borough but yeah this is going on down the road from the queen like no it this is just well, for me that's just that the queen the queen has her own motives boy she was <laughs> that's what their people have been saying that when it comes to the queen she's like i'll take you out if i need to boy wait like, hold on saying that Can have you ever seen this, this anonymous person the video yeah and how he's going to expose all these people they should expose them all, bro. Yeah, I don't care. Person. I'm gonna go Google. So no, no one knows I can't who imagine. Is. It's not a person. It's a group of. Hats. Yeah, it's a group of people. Yeah. Oh, so let me we go don't know. do my Google. They should, it it reminds should me expose Mr. Exposer. Them. Them. Josina, do the thing again. Do the exposer. No. Uh, speaking of uh, exposure, I watched the interview with Daphne Space. Pastor Toby. Not everyday exposure, bruv. Please. Wait, okay. Pastor Toby's Tomorrow still doing interviews. I watched that actually, Daphne. I it. Yeah. I thought he was interested by now. Yeah, I thought it was quite interesting as well. Watch one, the one with CC Mills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to go and watch it. You thought it was interesting. Do you know I why? Because I think because I this was the most I've ever heard him speak. So yeah, it was same. just good to see what he was about obviously yeah. i thought half of what he was saying i was just like close your dirty yeah, mouth but, but <laughs> <laughs> it was still a good watch yeah i was i was kind of like you i have never heard him speak so i was just thinking i was mm. just like oh uh, he, he but then when he was asked questions about his wife and i just thought he really thinks he's like a teenager basically i think he thinks he's a young boy at heart and he thinks he's mandem my thing like, is, you can't even you can't even be honest about whether you've got children or not. She yeah, didn't ask you to. She, the, yeah. the, the, the thing, the thing, the thing is, well, she, she didn't ask you to show you. Yeah, but she didn't ask you to show you a picture of your children. She didn't ask you to to Just tell you her no kids' names. She didn't ask you to to um to. To, to say, oh, what are your what children's names? What school do they go to? Yeah. She asked you a simple question. Do you have kids? I, 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 I I'm not going to answer that. that. No, I'm not going to answer that. That was weird. Kids? What do you think the rationale for that was? I can he, Maybe he thinks if they're going to come for me, I don't want him to know that I've got kids but, or something. But, but, but then you would just say no. Yeah. yeah, and not not even just that. Even even the way he spoke about his wife, he spoke about in riddles like because because yeah. um, easy was just like, are you oh, married? Like, they said, are you, you married? Know, are you married? Because um you know um because um people say that um that you've obviously got I've a wife seen, and, yeah. and you know blah blah blah. You know you know she's 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 obviously not there because the church is obviously full of young people. And he said you know like um yeah I I am. Like he couldn't even answer a straight. Yeah, he's annoying. I hate. When someone can't answer <laughs> just a straightforward question, and he was quick to, to like, talk about designer, yeah. designer. So I'm just like, sit down, please. And I don't believe he's just uh, wow. about to turn forty either. He's definitely forty six. He's forty six at least. <laughs> I'm wow. telling him his age. <laughs> and especially, especially when he said, "You know, I'm not even meant to be here. Like, I should have left I'm already." The UN, yeah. the United Nations. Yeah, and then he was like, the only reason I'm here because you know I've got a job with the UN and I shouldn't be here. Oh, shut up! Like, his where where should you be? In prison. His great escape, <laughs> George. Oh, it's his big head UN. and his long jaw. What's he talking about? Jaw. He's got a job with the UN. The UN need to go yeah. to his trap houses and go and collect those kids and free them, set them free. I don't know what he's talking but about. But when he was talking, but the thing I is, money. 
I started yeah, feeling like, oh, I felt like, I don't know, I don't know, like, you know. Daphne, are you starting to understand him? No, 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 no. I kind of felt like, I almost felt like he had a plan. The plan was executed and the plan went a bit left. I kind of feel like, you know, because when he was talking about it, I was like, oh, it makes sense. You know? Oh, no, he was yes, talking I, some I, sense. I think, no, I think, that's what I think, that he had a plan and, and it went left. I, that's what I felt like. I was like, because when he was talking about that exception of it and like the wise, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. You do that, mm. like. To, but mm. then it almost sounded like the people that he put in place, the, the what they did wrong was ordaining the young people and be like calling them ministers and pastors because so quickly. That, yeah, you don't just do that because these people are not trustworthy. They don't know anything, and they're Christians overnight. Christians, you don't just be putting people in positions. No, yeah, you they need to train up a child in the way that they that should power. go. And there's, I don't, like, I don't believe that because sorry sorry i've got a lag sorry oh now none of us are talking we're yeah, waiting for you wait, sister georgina oh, oh <laughs> sorry i didn't know whether, whether my screen is stopped or not okay so um no what, what i was gonna say is um yeah i don't believe that because at the end of the day when they're doing um, um ordinations within their church he is the person that is ordaining every one of those people. He is ordaining them. Like they will say, oh my God, my pastor, my father, pastor, he done this, he done that. And they'll all be saying that, you know, he ordained them everything. So he cannot say that, oh, he didn't know. And the worst thing, I think the worst part of that interview is that they got someone like ZZ Mills, who is not a born again Christian, who does not go to church, who knows three or four Bible verses that she probably just quickly Googled, that she quickly Googled before that interview took place. And I I felt like he rubbished her. I felt like he rubbished her to the point where she naturally had to almost defend him to some degree because she knew that she kind of had no legs to stand on. You can't, mm-hmm. with somebody like Pastor Toby, you need a Bible believing, tongue talking, yeah. someone who knows the Bible in and out that can come back up fire, spirit the scripture after scripture and not even just any pastor because as at the end of the day he calls himself a pastor the people in his church call themselves pastors so we don't need just any pastor to respond Mm. to him we need someone who knows the word of god through Mm. and through and that he can't run 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 rings around i'm Mm. sure there are plenty of people who would have requested and have asked to do an interview with pastor toby so you're telling me that's why zizi was going on how she was going on the one person he chooses to speak to is Zizi Mills. Yeah. Are you being for real? He, he she knows says why he went on that show because he knew he could rubbish he her. He knew he could rubbish exactly. her. Exactly. And not even. He can still get hold of the younger generation, of the youth. Through, through yeah, her. And, yeah, yeah, she has a lot of yeah, through her. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And not even just that. If you notice in her interview, yeah, she tried to talk about some interesting things, um, but she obviously evidently didn't do any research. She evidently did, didn't um, maybe ask the sorts of questions that she should have asked. I mean, at the end of the day, the exposer gave her her entire interview that she could have run her interview based on. She, mm. she, she was saying that, you know, they, they have said that, you know, that what about the trap houses? Asking ambiguous questions. What, mm. what kind of response is that? What, what kind of mm. question is, what about the trap houses? What about mm. the trap houses? Do you understand? Yeah, you have it? to be specific. You need to Someone say, like tell me Toby, about what you, goes you can't, on. Yeah, yeah. You, can't, mm. you can't give him an open-ended question because he, because you, he will spin he, it. He will spin yeah. it. Or he'll ask a question with a question. Yeah, that's what happened in that situation. I just felt like I just felt like he just he done what he wanted to do with her. He run he run rings around her, and mm-hmm. then the most annoying thing is that she was paying attention to stupid things like oh, say so you were threatened with Fendi. Oh, um, guys, um, how much was how much is your watch? <laughs> that watch cost alone oh, yeah, fifty thousand. That that, that's fifty bags. 
50 bags just like that okay your shoes your shoes are valentina okay that costs five thousand pounds why are you why are you bothered she about those sorts of things too basically she, she knew what up. she was doing yeah. she was like, why are you up. talking about that that's not important in the grand scheme of it of it all. It's okay, not. fine. He wears designer. We, want we know, know he wears designer. He drives around in a Rolls Royce. Exactly. 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 Though. We don't that's care about that, that point. Like he always refers to it. That's the language that that, gen, that the youth, the generation, generation yeah. dead, whatever they're called. Mm. That's the language they speak. They speak mm. five thousand pound watch. Five thousand pound shoe. Two thousand pound whatever. And he likes that's to them. brag about him being well an ex-billion millionaire and now because of the church it's all gone down the drain and no so who is funding this lifestyle he he claims he does not get paid by the church actually no george you said he mentioned he had various other businesses that's what it was wait yeah so he was saying that he had he had various he said he had various business yeah no he was saying that his church has like made him um that he's lost money from being in church he hasn't made Mm. he hasn't made money but then again but then again, he's always contradicted himself because, again, if she had done her research, she would have Correcting. seen that he's he's um, part of Pastor Toby's story was always that he came to the UK. He didn't have any money. He was living in his cousin's house, which is John Boyegar, the Star Wars guy, that he was mm. living in, in his um, family's house <laughs> and he didn't have any money. He was earning £400 a month and he was paying £200 to the church. That was Pastor Toby's story. So if she oh, had yeah. done the due diligence to do all the research, wow. she would have known that. But because yeah. all she was thinking about, oh, what watch are you wearing? You're not even wearing a Rolex. You're not even wearing she a Rolex. Was what was the brand that she said? What was the brand that he was AP. wearing? What was the AP. brand that he was wearing? AP. AP. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Ham. And then after this, and they, and they said, I didn't even buy this watch. Somebody it gave it to me as I was on my way. On your way. On your way to an interview. On your way to an interview. Someone casually. just so happened to give you a £50,000 watch. Because he passed the tape. Like, ha- I don't even casually. Do you think he believes his delusion? Because you know there's something yeah. that he actually, yeah, like, he does. Yeah. He's living in a bubble. They're just like, well, I no, no, trust me. He's living in a bubble. How can you say somebody just, as you were on your way, somebody stopped you and gave you a £50,000 watch? Who? Who? Who gave it to you? They said, no, 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 they stopped me. They stopped me and they gave it to me. Who is they? Lies. I was watching that interview. And then I was watching that interview and I thought, Zizi, man, please cancel it. And when she finished, and then on top, oh, yeah, the whole thing got up my nerves. And she was looking for a friend. It was a waste of an hour. It was a waste so of an hour. Because until Georgina said what she said, obviously I took that. I don't know much about Pastor Toby's background, but mm. I told you just I guess you just saying that's one small thing about um his the two hundred pounds. Yeah, that, I'm like yeah. oh the, that interview was a bit trash. That's that, that that yeah, the interview was so trash. And that's what I'm saying, is she done her research because that is his whole premise of seed giving. He's mm. you know that in their church it's about give everything because they follow yeah. what Pastor Toby done because that's a, that's what that's what he preached that he done and that's the reason why he he is as successful as he is. Give everything, give everything whatsoever. Like he, he said, he, he gave money to his pastor. He gave money to the church. He only had one hundred or two hundred pounds left over. He was sleeping on his cousin's couch, John Boyega's couch, John Boyega's parents' couch. That is his story. But she did not do any research. That was her problem. She was she was a fan. She came. Mm-hmm. She went there as a groupie on her own show. Yeah, she was starstruck. That's what she done. <laughs> she did a groupie wow. on her own show. Yeah, she did. Shame. 
because actually it could have really helped a lot of people because obviously when she started asking him about, you know, the people that had brought cases against the church and stuff like mm. that, I felt like there wasn't any real conclusive, like, mm. you know, conclu- mm. like there's no conclusion around, okay, why would yeah, those people say it. that? Like, yeah. and if you just basically she didn't do a research. He basically said, basically he took no responsibility and he basically said, if people are doing things, they were in relationships and their relationship went bad. And that's mm. why they're now coming to hold grievance against the person. Or against, like yeah. And then, and then on top of that, she asked a stupid question like, oh, what about TK? And then, and he's just, and what about your conversation with TK? And again, she's so silly. She's so silly. Yeah, he was like, I've, I've, I've never met him. I've only had one conversation one with him when he gave his testimony. And yeah. again, if she had done her research, she would have known that. Yeah. But she doesn't. She didn't do her research. The, the, the exposer gave a, an account of each of the pastors in the church, um, oh. exposed text messages, group mm. chats, Maria Mola. She didn't mention once in that entire yeah, interview. I was actually waiting she for went that. The, she went the entire interview because she probably doesn't even know who that is. Yeah. She didn't do any she research. Didn't do research. <laughs> she didn't do any research. Question. It's a whole mm. all, she, all, she knew, all she knew was AP watch, offending with Fendi. That's, that's what she knows. <laughs> and, and the three Bible verses that she quickly memorized it before he entered the, the room. Nonsense. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is palm trees. <laughs> Fending with Fendi. Hey, Z, Wait, she don't come for us. She yet. might come for me, you know. After <laughs> she sees this, like, yeah, yeah, don't girl. come for me. And she doesn't. hashtag ZZ, give you some interviewing skills, boo boo. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, the shade is, is all over there. Weren't we just talking about anyway? <laughs> Anyway, we were just talking about black people supporting each other, right? <laughs> no, but what I also said, what I also said is that you don't have to support everything. If you don't yeah, agree, no, no, I'm, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I can joking. be pro black, but I do have to support everything. Cool, please. Man, I, man, I didn't support that at all. I know. <laughs> yeah, just so yeah, I'm pulling my arm, eh? You're pulling my head. You know, you're pulling my head because I'm not supporting that pasta. So I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I remember when I'm someone said to me, it's pulling your leg, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone said, I'm just pulling your head. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Leave <laughs> <laughs> me my head alone. <laughs> Who said that? I would have said, am I Barbie? Like pulling my head. <laughs> pulling my head. And leave my blossom head alone about you pulling my head. Thanks for listening to another episode of And, and On That Note. note. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment. Tell a friend to tell a friend, your aunties, your uncles, your sisters, and the whole Shambas. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>